people with ADHD and all mental health are looked down on by the world around them. But we will protect you here. We exist to motivate you, to inspire you, to listen and love the story you want to tell. We are here to understand you and to help you gain the confidence to truly be yourself. And you just might be more powerful than you think you are. Make no mistake, we've got your back. Welcome to Lobal Spark, something for someone. Spartans, what is your profession? Hello there again. I'm, of course, your host, Lobau, and I want to remind everyone listening that Lobau Spark has started a fundraising effort for Crisis Text Line. We have a goal of $19 per episode, as $19 supports one person in their time of absolute crisis. And I think all of you listening know what is meant by that. If you would like to donate through our fundraiser called Lauren's Infinity, the link to do so is in the episode's description. $1 would go a long, long way. Lobau Spark is proudly sponsored by Feather, Twitter, with a purpose. If you need help managing your online relationships, go to www.feathercrm, all one word, .io. Lobal Spark is also supported with the help of Leo Guinan and Kirk Hofstrom. Today's ADHD friend is Erin Doherty, and she currently is a civilian working for the Army. If you want to listen to a fellow ADHDer whose self-awareness is second to none, this is the episode for you. She is a remarkable person, and her ADHD story is sure to validate the struggles we all face with ADHD, but it will also validate the strengths of the disorder. Aaron, you are something for someone. Um, I wasn't officially diagnosed until 2019, I, uh, when I was wow. 40 years old. So I'm very late diagnosed, and I, um, I'm... I consider myself lucky. I've heard horror stories about about people who go to get diagnosed and they just don't get diagnosed or, or it takes going to see doctor after doctor after doctor. Um, I, I 100% lucked out. My daughter uh, had to go to therapy at a place that's nearby, um, the Rochester Center for Behavioral Medicine. Oh, wow. And, uh, that place is like the doctor who is in charge of it is a specialist in adult ADHD. And so when I, 2019 was, it was a rough, it was a rough year. Um, I work for the army now. Um, right. and I am a systems engineer for an army wide program. Um, and that's it, amazing. <laughs> it, it's, it's stressful. It has, you know, it has its highs, it has its lows. It's a lot of fun. I love what I do. But in 2019, we rolled our program out to all of the Army, and we did not have a very big team. And when we rolled out to all of the Army, we had to go physically to each installation for a week and, you know, do onboarding and training and conferences and give presentations to higher-ups on those installations. So when I say we have a small team, it was all hands on deck. So we had basically had like 10 people total um, that were going out in pairs to these different installations for a week at a time. And on top of being on site and doing training and giving 
presentations and just meeting after meeting after meeting, I had to also keep on top of the system engineering tasks. Wow. For the system, like all the maintenance windows still had to be done. We still had, um, you know, software updates and, and whatnot that had to be pushed out. And it just, 2019 broke me. <laughs> I traveled for probably about four and a half, five months total combined. And wow. it was just the craziest schedule that I had during that time was I was a week up in Alaska and then I was home for a week. And then I was two weeks in Bavaria and then I was home for a week. And then I was a week out in Hawaii and then I was home for a week. And then I was out in New Jersey. Good Lord. My coping skills and, and whatnot that I had learned through the Navy and the military and, and just living in general right. um, worked yeah. up until that year. And that year broke me. <laughs> it, it became it, too much. It broke it's- me. Uh, yeah, it came, it became too much. So at like September, October, I, you know, I remembered that my daughter's therapist uh, belonged to the RCBM and that I looked, you know, when she started going there, I looked them up and all that good stuff. And I saw that they specialize in adult ADHD. And I was like, I'm really feeling like this, this could possibly be what's happening. So I made an appointment. I I went in, I told, you know, my, I told my story um, to the doctor, the, you know, the the head, the head clinician there. And, um, he was like, that's very interesting. He's like, I don't doubt that you do. Let's set you up for testing. And it was just for me, like by the end of October, I was, I had the diagnosis. Um, and that is not the case that I hear for a lot of people. Yeah, it, it can be very difficult, uh, especially in different countries uh, where it is just, there are some people in Europe that I've spoken with. I mean, it is like two years uh, you know, unless you go private, which costs a lot of money. If they don't have the money, they have to wait. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. two two years is <laughs> an eternity for ADHD. I work uh, for the Army as a civilian. So okay. I'm not, I'm not in uniform. Got um, it. I am a straight up, I'm I'm a civilian. I get to wear what I want now. I can buy my purple and have done it. Um, <laughs> and I've been asked to please dye it back to a normal color because I have to go talk to, you know, people that, that are high brass. And so I complied. Um, but yeah, <laughs> looking back at my career in the Navy and everybody I worked with, 80%, if not more, ADHD. Right. I feel like that is right in the ADHD wheelhouse because the things you're dealing with are the most important things in the world and, and, and on the job on the job training like that's right. when i got out of the service i don't i still don't have a college degree i have the title of engineer because of all of the on the job experience that i have and the hands on training um and you know Another thing is the scheduling. You know, you're you're you have a schedule. You have a set schedule. It's it's easy to to you know to stick to. You don't have to think about what you're going to wear. Right. Your uniform is right. It's already picked out for you. It's it is honestly the best thing that I I've I've done. I joined right out of high school. I was like a solid C plus student, maybe. I was a solid C minus student and I have not gotten my college degree either. 
uh, and I probably never will. Actually, I know I never will. Uh, kudos to the people that do. I just uh, that is my that's my kryptonite is yeah, sitting, in, sitting in a classroom. That is my absolute kryptonite. I will say when I took classes in the Navy because I found you know I found the method of studying and taking tests and all that stuff that that worked for me. After I joined the military, I wish I had that. <laughs> right. <laughs> in high school, that would have helped. Yeah. Um, but like after I joined the military, I would be really ticked off if I was an honor graduate for every class. The reason that was was uh, during A school, the class immediately after boot camp where you learn your specialty. Right. I had the third highest score and we got to pick our duty stations based on uh based on where our class standing was and there was there was one billet that was open for the american embassy in london and the person who was number two took that ah three so i was like no more right no more um as competitiveness as that adhd competitiveness you want to be i mean i'm sure you have i can tell by your eyes you've got that competitive spirit like Every once in a while, I mean, I, you know, I think that's a that could be a benefit and a disabling factor of ADHD is that competitiveness is like ingrained, I think, in a lot of us is we want to win. We want to win. You make school a competition. We'll be the biggest straight A student you've ever seen. If you dictate to us that it's not a competition and that everyone, that, that we're not going to give a shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it, because there's no stimulation there. So, so you were just diagnosed two years ago. That It's unbelievable. 90% of the people I've spoken with are late diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, uh, I didn't join, I didn't join, uh, TikTok until um, like had halfway through or towards the beginning of, of last year. So like I didn't even have like that whole community um, yeah. at all. And now I'm like, we're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, we really are. And, and, the, and now with technology, you can't just sit us, you know, to the side anymore. And I think that's one of the biggest things with technology that's been a benefit there are a lot of negatives but the benefit of technology is that it's brought us out to where we can say this is what it is and you know for me or for that person or for whatnot and then form a team that can advocate for people that don't understand it or don't care about it and then when i got the diagnosis i cried again but it was just like if it was like I felt validated, relief. Like, like I knew, I knew. Like the looking back, I'm like my entire life makes sense now. Right. Everything just just makes sense. Um, I was actually misdiagnosed uh, in second grade because um, I know that uh, you would, you know, you sent me the little list of things. Yeah, that, right. I, I was held back in, in first grade. Me and, and two other people will, were held back in, in first grade, so we all repeated first grade. Yep. And all, all three of us got ADHD diagnoses. Just, you know, I got it the latest. Um, right. Again. Yes. But in second grade, I 
went and got evaluated for what was then known as ADD. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's exactly what I was held back in kindergarten, kindergarten or first grade, whatever it was. I don't remember. And then I was held back uh, junior year of high school, which I voluntarily held myself back. Actually, uh, I could have gone to a different school and graduated on time and everything. But I enjoyed the group of friends that I had so much at the school I was at. I said, hold me back. Mm-hmm. Hold me back. I'll, I'll do it two more years. You know, if that's not the most ADHD thing, most people be like, no, I want to get the hell out of here. And I did, but I was willing to say, whatever keeps me, keeps you from kicking me out of school, I'm doing. Exactly. And I, 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 I hear you there. I was a lackadaisical girl who was a daydreamer and just needed to focus. I hate that so much. Just focus. Just focus, and I'm like, just. my 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 second my second first grade teacher um, once told me she was like, you know what, you know what, you need, you need, you know, like those race horses have those blinders, so that way you could just concentrate on what you're working on. She's like, we need to get you blinders, and just, yeah. I'm like, and that's one that's like the one thing that I remember from that class is that teacher telling me that I needed blinders because. I, you know what I would have said to that teacher is if you were teaching me something that I actually gave a shit about, I'd have those blinders on like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Well, I was also, you know, in first grade again. (laughs) Right. No, no, no. That's what I mean. No, no. That's what I mean. I figure out all these things now, obviously, but like that's what I, and I, I was the, I was the stereotypical ADHD kid, loud obnoxious, uh, you know, especially in school. And I remember actually in second grade, here's a good story. I saw the fire extinguisher on the wall and I had never seen, uh, you know, what they could do. I pulled it right off the wall, sprayed the fire extinguisher everywhere. And, and, you know, and people are (laughs) obviously that was a huge issue, uh, you know, or whatnot. But I was like, I, I never saw that. And I never forget the teacher asking me, like, why in the world would you do that? And I said, well, because you've never shown me how it works. But like the military, that is what you do really matters for a lot of people. And that, I think, triggers the great parts. Yeah, it um, it allowed me to really think on my feet fast. Yeah. Um, I was able to look at... Um, you know, a problem in a different way and allowed for more creative troubleshooting. Um, And just because when you're out to see, I work on, I work on servers and and whatnot. And when you're out to see there, I'm going to date myself here. There is no radio shack on a ship. Right. You, you, you have what you have. And if you need to order something, be prepared to wait eight to nine to 10 weeks for it to get to you if it gets to you so so you got to improvise you got to figure it out quick and you have to figure it out thinking outside the box which i think would be supported in that environment i mean you just have to get it working obviously you've been very successful in the military that's that's probably you have adhd to thank yeah i i do and actually that's that's the whole reason i joined the the military because i i knew when i 
like I signed up for the military. Um, I was part of the delayed entry program. So I signed up, signed up at the beginning of my senior year. So I didn't leave until the following September. Um, and I, I knew, I knew that if I went to college, there is, I would not do yeah. well. I would, I would skip classes. I would party. I would just, I had, I would have no accountability. Yeah. I would have no accountability. Um, my parents, uh, my parents, my parents were hippies. Like they went to Woodstock. They were, gotcha. they were uh, and they were like, we'll pay for college. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But I also like, I didn't want student loan debt. My older sister, um, like within the past couple of years, finally paid off her student loan debt. And she graduated high school in like 1994. Um, and I was like, that's just I, amazing. Uh, that, that is just, oh, our school system is so fucked up. I mean, it, it is just so bad. For it me. is. It is. I knew that uh, I knew that I didn't want to pay student loans. I knew that I would fail um, out, and I I knew that much about myself that I would not succeed. And but I do have a lot of family history in the Navy. Um, you know, uncles, grandparents, all that good stuff. Right. Uh, and it just it seemed like the viable option, and it was between the Marines and the Navy. And at the time, the Navy's boot camp was like eight to 10 weeks. And the Marines boot camp was like 13 to 16 weeks. And I was right. like, maybe, yep. Yeah. Maybe. I was lazy. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah. I'm lazy. I joined the Navy. Think yeah. about that. Think about that for a second. <laughs> I, will, I will say I was in cross country and, and, you know, I did hockey and, and all that good stuff. So when I say lazy, I just didn't want to take the extra weeks to, to get yelled at by. Absolutely. By right. Right, absolutely. You just wanted to get the. I'm I'm highly convinced, ADHD people in the military. You give them a leadership role out of the gate, and they will be like the best fucking leaders there are. That's that's why you want to skip to do that because you know how you could do it better. You know, we have a. Uh, I do a lot of um of scripting and whatnot for for uh, my server stuff, and I. I have a thing where if I have to do it more than once, I'm going to make a script for it because I, I just, nope. Yeah. It's not laziness. It's being smart, working, yeah. working smarter, not harder. Well, and you know yourself well enough. And you seem like, you know, you, you knew yourself well enough your entire life to make the right decisions when they actually mattered. Yeah. When, whereas and that's why I think that ADHD is so misconstrued by, by everybody is we might really suck at a lot of things, but put us in a life altering scenario and we do not suck. We are like the best in those scenarios. But the problem is those only come up every now and then. Well, yeah. And that's why I like what I do now, because it's, you know, it's um, constant it, pressure. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. It's concentration. <laughs> um, and it's like I yesterday was yesterday was a total to you know was a there was no spoons, there was no fucks, and the pug did not have bones that day. So <laughs> okay, so nothing. It was there. I had I had I had nothing, 
And right. I remember um, I just thinking, and I, I sat in the car at, in in my garage for like 15 minutes, and I, I filmed this, and I was like, you know what? Looking back, all the coping mechanisms that I that I that I learned and that I had, and all the skill sets that I had, and the masking, I'm like, ultimately, it was to make everybody else but me comfortable. Right. And like, even like work stuff. I, I do a good job. I continue to do a good job. But like at, at the time, especially in 2019, it was like people pleasing. And, and yeah. I, w- I was just, everything was driven by like anxiety and, and nervousness and, and, and panicking on the inside. Like, oh my God, I'm going to mess this up and they're going to yell at me. And when I do a good job, it's like my, I get, I get praise. And that's the, that, that's the transaction. I'm, you know, I feel shitty on the inside. I feel antsy. Uh, but even though I feel that way, I still go, do a good job and I get told I do a good job. So I'm like, right. is it, is it worth it? And for the longest time, yeah, it, it was. Um, and now it's like, I'm having to relearn how to maintain that level of productivity, which I, I, I still am but maintain that level of productivity minus all of the pent up just the internal, the, the internal stuff and, and, and doing it in a way that I'm comfortable with and right. Not, I'm, I don't, I don't want to say not caring about anybody else's feelings around me. Right. I do, you know, they're my work family, but at yeah. the same time, I, I need to rule number one, worry about me exactly and and there's a very fine line between caring there's a fine line between trying to please others and actually caring about them yes so if you're constantly trying to impress other people that's not the way to to do it but if you're constantly trying to help other people for no other reason except that it actually helps them it helps the team that, Right. That's when you gain that confidence about yourself to know that, like, I'm doing the right thing. But when it's just I need to do this because they'll say good job. That's a whole different, you know, so does that make sense? Like, no, it, it does, because, like, uh, again, going back to the military and um, with other uh, with other private sector jobs that I had before this one, it was very people pleasing and, you know, doing stuff to get praise. Whereas the team that I'm working on now and the project I'm working on now and in the Navy, it was less self-centric and more team centric. Team oriented. Yeah. It's it's a team oriented. I mean, that's like the ultimate team (laughs) is the Navy, which, and like I told, uh, actually I say this a lot, but I have one rule for employees of mine and I actually call them friends. One rule is whatever you put into the job, I will triple getting you where you want to be in life, whether it's here or somewhere else, because I actually care about those people. It's not that I'm trying to please them. It's that I care about them. Pleasing is different than caring. Um, this is kind of an off-the-wall question, but do you feel like it's hard to accept compliments? Yeah. Do you get awkward when... When someone tells you you're good at something. Yeah. I kind of, I noticed that from the first second we started talking. 
and you don't like why is that do you think um it started with my mother <laughs> <laughs> what a great res- it started with mine too uh, <laughs> you know when someone gives me a compliment um you know i i always you know thank you and then i i move on right. to something else because uh, it just it's kind of like right up there with when people are like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, I was just doing my job. Right. Uh, I didn't want to go to college right away. Right. Uh, wanted to see the world, you know, at <laughs> time, which I yeah. did, which I did. But um, it's just, yeah, I don't, I honestly, I, I don't know. But yeah, I have a hard time accepting compliments. I'm not entirely sure why. I, I'm sure it does have something to do stemming a little bit from, from my upbringing and from ADHD. Yeah, and, it's uh, hard. It is. Thing yeah. Where, it, but the rejection thing, you know, I. It, it's hard to accept, you know, the compliments because deep down you feel like you don't deserve I feel like I'm an imposter. Like even right, right now, right. The whole imposter syndrome thing. Right now, in my in my in my job, um, the pay grade that I am at, I am one of the only people that doesn't have a college degree in right. my pay grade. Um, I'm sure there's you know more than a handful of us out there, but there there are far more people who have like a bachelor's or two bachelors or a master's or a doctorate. Right. And I'm just like, I'm an engineer. And you know, it's kind of like, am I though? <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're saying. Exactly what you're saying. There are people that I make, you know, more than or whatnot that have master's degrees that have this, that, and the other. It comes down for me, at least it come, it came down to a simple choice of, do I accept how good I am or don't I? And it's a struggle. It's, it's it, a, some, it days, it, some days I'm like, fuck yeah, I know my shit and this is how it has to be. And, you know, definitive answer and, and you know, emails and I'm on points on, on things. And then other days it's just like, do I really, do I, am I, am I just that good of an actor? <laughs> Right. Well, I, I tell you right now. I don't know what the yeah. fuck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well the, but the bottom line is, though, you are where you are because you did it. Yeah, but sometimes it's like, did I, though? Or did I just... Did no, I just no, 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 you did. my way into, into where I'm at now because of my winning no. personality and, and my ability right. to make people laugh at dumb shit. Yeah, no, I, I'm just, I was a class clown. Same thing impersonations you know you go over to someone's house they say oh can you do this scene can you do that you know i i I get all that you know you make them laugh it makes you feel good because they're responding to you and all that yeah of course (laughs) that's adhd but to get to be ultra you know successful in life look at what all the the most successful people in the history of the world have done look at steve jobs he didn't graduate he didn't, he also didn't take very many showers. You've got a lot of people that are always telling everyone else, go against what everyone says. Do things different. And then when you try to do things different, they're like, what are you doing? Exactly. What, it, what, if, what are you doing? If you have ADHD. Yeah. 
if you don't have ADHD and you go against the grain, it's, oh, my God, look at that respected, you know, oh, he didn't listen, she didn't listen, whatever. But if you have ADHD, then it's, oh, they have ADHD, just fall in line. So this kind of ties into the accepting of the compliments is like, you can be proud of having ADHD as maybe the reason why you don't fall into line, but who cares at the end of the day what the reason is? The fact is you didn't, and you are where you are because of you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, you're, it, that is an accurate statement, um, but it still doesn't, it doesn't change the way I feel. <laughs> and it won't. It, it won't change the way that you feel, but you yes. need to know that. Yesterday, uh, the workday on Tuesday ended at 5 a.m. yesterday. And wow. then I had had like maybe a solid three, three and a half hours of sleep before I had to get up and lead an engineering meeting, which I am one hundred. I was not awake for. I was, nope, I couldn't. I had one brain cell bouncing around in my head, just trying her best. And it was, it was evident. I woke up like in a panic about seven minutes before the meeting had to start. I didn't have time to brush my teeth uh, or take my medicine or any of it. And I was like, I can do this. Nope. And, And then that set the tone for the rest of my day. I mean, yeah. I you know, I took a shower. I put on makeup. I uh, it's time to cosplay. <laughs> and that was my day for most of the day yesterday. And it, I was just like, I, I, I. It's like I rolled, I rolled a nat one for the rest of the day. Yeah. What did you do the day prior to to that? Uh, well, it was it was a it was a good day. I I started my day right. at for normal. I actually went into the office because I try to go into the office a couple of days a week so I can see people that I'm not related to and I don't live with. <laughs> um, right. It's just it's just nice to see other people. Yes. I went into the office and I you know I worked my my normal day. I had. Um, you know, a handful of, of meetings. I had shit that I had to get done for the system. And I knew that there was a maintenance window that night and I was anticipating it to end a little bit after midnight based on what we had to do. Right. Um, and it ran over for various reasons and it ran way over. And so uh, I basically worked from like 7 a.m., 7.30 uh, until like, 430 the next, the next right. day and that just i had no spoons yeah no, no bones so, nothing yeah so but that day that you had where you worked 20 hours or whatnot a lot of people with adhd confuse their normal work day with everyone else's like for example you say a normal work day but that means that you're putting every ounce of energy that you have into it yeah, so, no, it, it really isn't. I work around a lot of people. They, I got a temporary desk um, in an area that has more people because all of my department, they don't come in. And I was like, I need to see and be around more people. So they found me a desk by 
other IT folks. Right, right. Um, even though they're not in my department, they don't they don't do what I do, and I'm friends with all of them. Um, but it's just so I can be around other people. But yeah, it. It's it, so that drain that that drains you when because we can't half ass something that we care about. So it would make sense that you had no spoons and no bones and all of that because when you're working for one hour, your one hour is everyone else's eight. That's what it, yeah, that's what it feels like because you have to you have to, oh that, that's what it is for us. <laughs> like they already think I'm a little odd. And they would just think that I was way weirder than I, than I, well, they would, they would think that. Uh, I don't think you're weird and I don't think you're odd at all. I, I think what you are is a leader. It does <laughs> but, take a lot of energy to just. But most people with ADHD have, they do extend so much energy towards something that they, you know, care about. Like you obviously care about your job. You like your job. So when oh you go to work for one hour, your one hour is everyone else's eight or four or whatever it is the so of course the next day you're going to be completely drained if everyone worked like adhd brains work they wouldn't last 30 minutes no no they wouldn't <laughs> i agree yep you, you, <laughs> yeah, i mean like i mean i mean and that's something that i take a, a great amount of pride because i have one goal in mind and that is getting not talking around the water cooler, not gossiping, not doing all of these things that people do to fill the eight hours in a day. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make that eight hours into three. I can yeah. guarantee you when you like what you're doing and you know, you have the freedom to do it your way, which I think you do have that freedom to right. That is exhausting, but that would be exhausting for anyone if they had even the slightest clue of how much effort you're actually putting in yeah there's um there's like there's there's a lot bouncing around up up here like there's just there's a lot um and normally when i'm working on on something you know even even since i started my my medication and and i'll get into that in a second because right i it's amazing um (laughs) Well, even since being on the medication, like I'll be in the middle of working on something and like something will pop in and I have a whiteboard at my desk. Um, obviously, cause I have my whiteboard drawing. Half of it is, is for drawing and for entertaining everybody around me. And the other half is for, you know, work, um, which is less entertaining, but <laughs> I'm able to, you know, I write down like something pops in my mind. I write it down right? because I don't write it down. It's gone. It's yeah. just, it's see you later. Bye. I might remember it in eight weeks at like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a lot going up, going on up here. And I know I'm not the, I know I'm not the only one out there who has that, but for me, retaining, retaining those thoughts without putting them physically on something I don't know how people do it. I honestly baffles my mind and I am impressed and jealous. But the best part about you doing that is that you know what you have to do. Yeah. And there's a lot. There's a (laughs) right. But there's a lot of people that don't know what to do. And, and I think that aspect of you is a huge benefit that, you know, 
what it's going to take. It's a benefit, but at the same time, it can also be very debilitating. It's because- very debilitating. Oh, it's very debilitating. It, it, it is, but, you, but your self-awareness to know what you have to do to get it done is something that not a lot of people have, which is a huge, it's an amazing quality. You're obviously very good with reading people and where they would be good or you wouldn't be in the position that you are. So is there a way that you could delegate some of those minute uh, things? Because I've had to do that. I have had to do that. Yeah, I've had to offload. um, Like I've had 2020, you know, 2019 was obviously, that was a breaking year. 2020 was the panini and that just, uh, I, a lot of, a lot of ADHDers, they're like, work from home. It's great. Me, I, I hated it. I hated it. I need, I need people and I love my dogs, but they are not good. I love dogs too. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I've gotten into delegating and all that good stuff. But like I said, we don't have a very big team. I don't have a whole lot of people that I can delegate to right now. And I don't have another, another me to help me out. Um, well, there's, hoping- yeah, there's never going to be another, that's another thing about ADHD. There's no duplicates of who we are. So I'm able to delegate only so much. And I've actually worked with my, my supervisor um, and a couple of other members of my team to help alleviate some of my workload of things that are, I don't want to say are, not menial, but they're not something that I I need to worry about. They're things that right. take that distract from the big picture items that I I I just can't do that. Exactly. This. So right. I was able to offload a lot of those smaller things to other people on my team that don't necessarily work solely on my system, but like I've because of the way that I am um, and the fact that I just like documenting my processes, like I went through and I just created like a giant documentation, just sop on everything that I, on everything that I've offloaded. So that way, that way I can make sure that they don't fuck it up. <laughs> okay. So my documentation is like down to the, you click like screenshot after screenshot after screenshot of that. But I will tell you this. I started doing it 12 years ago. And people are still using those documents 12 that, years later. Right, 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 right. That's exactly right. That, so I, 12 years ago, I did that. And all of a sudden, I've cut my – there are 227 events a year that I'm responsible for. I go to seven because you have the documentation and right. people can follow it. Right. It is idiot proof. I'm so happy to have met someone else that does that because I thought I was crazy too. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like when I when I hand off those projects, yeah, I hated doing them, but I did them right. That's being efficient and 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 taking care of like <laughs> I am so okay. I am so happy to meet you. I am so happy to meet you because I, you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay, you're not alone. <laughs> because I, I got like I've never heard someone else explain the documentation like you just did. I was like, oh my god! That at the time I was doing it, they're like, 
you're w- wasting so much time, wasting so much time. Well, you know what? Actually, I did was give me more time later. Yep. But I thought ADHD couldn't do that. I thought ADHD couldn't prepare for things in advance and couldn't do detailed organizational things like that to prepare for the future. It you, can. You can. You can. And and we do. It's just it's just that everything moves so fast. Like you have to. Oh, and I hate saying this. I hate saying this. And I'm gonna. I apologize. You have to slow down to speed up. <laughs> we don't slow down is a four letter word. No I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have to. You have to slow down to speed up, and I remember I hate that phrase. I hate it. I hate it too. I I, I hate it too. It's so true. But there's got to be an incentive that you see. Like my incentive incentive was things go correctly in the future, even after I'm not there. Like I found out exactly they use use my my documentation from like seven eight years ago still at one of my old one of my old jobs. Like they how awesome is that? I mean, that I'm, is I'm like, you should have paid me more. Otherwise I might have. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's very true. People out there that are struggling with ADHD. It gets different depending on the situation, depending on where you're at, depending on your support system that you have around you. Cause that is a huge that is a huge thing as if you have the right people around you to help you succeed. Absolutely. Um, it's finding your, finding your family, uh, yeah. finding your, your neurodivergent family. We all we're out there. Um, and it's being able to have, you know, even if it's just a few small people in your life that truly know you, um, being able to just drop your guard and right. just speak plainly to somebody else and not have to worry about, you know, worry about their perception of you because you already know what their perception of you is. It's finding that level of comfort with like a small group of people. For me, my husband. And I have my, my two best friends that I've, I've known since, you know, high school. And I, I have my, my TikTok ADHD, you know, my ADHD neurodivergent TikTok family, um, right. which are amazing. And I'm just like, why didn't I find you guys sooner? Yeah. Uh, and it's also, you know, it's not just that, but also doing the work to unlearn and relearn how to do things in a way that works best for you. Um, and it's, it's the unlearning that is the hardest part to get through. Cause there's like, I'm still going through an unlearning a whole lot of stuff. Um, I'm so late diagnosed and it's, it's caused a lot of turmoil in, in, in my work and in my, in my job. Um, you know, I'm working on, on writing that ship, but you know, there's just things where I, I don't want to compromise on anymore because I'm tired and I'm tired of being tired. Like I find that the more I, I understand and learn about it, um, about, you know, ADHD and how it's affected me and looking back, um, 
looking back at my at my entire life. Right. Uh, and I'm just like, it's, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm exhausted. And it's, it's harder now that I know it's harder now to want to put up that mask. Like I'm tired of it. You don't I, have to. Sometimes I kind of do. I think you're hundred percent right on all of that. And the unlearning part of that, the way I think about that process is if you have to unlearn something, it's a little bit easier to unlearn something that's been dictated to you as what you're supposed to learn. Unlearning a system that yeah, you didn't I mean, choose. Well, here's the thing. I'm unlearning things that like I put in place myself. And that, as, that, that's as coping what, mechanisms before you knew you had ADHD. Yes. That. Right. Unlearning, unlearning things that that people have taught you and whatnot. That's not the difficult part. The difficult okay. part is is unlearning the systems that I put in place for myself to fit this square peg in that round hole. Well, that's the whole thing. Is you still didn't choose to not know that you didn't you know, didn't have ADHD. So it really, those things that you learned that you have to unlearn were in a way, yes, you did them, but you were doing them because you were forced to do them to survive. Yeah. And I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired and, of that shit. Right. And now that you know, <laughs> it, it's so hard to, 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 it's so hard to want to go back to do that. And, and that's, um, like I said, that that's caused a little a little bit of an issue, uh, you know, with with work and whatnot. I'm still performing the way that I need to, but it's it's now I have to like approach things. I have to learn how relearn how to approach things in a way that is st- I still feel comfortable in. Absolutely. And if you can do that, which it seems like you are doing, people are okay with that eventually because your results are way better than theirs ADHD is a crippling life-altering disorder but it is also a massive advantage when you know you have it yeah the biggest issue is that society is just pounding on us pounding on us pounding on us for the way that we do things that's going to cause you to feel anxious about yourself that's going to cause you to have the stress and the rejection sensitive dysphoria what you know all of the all of those things are going to creep in because society is just no 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 when i personally think society in the back of their minds is going well fuck if we give them the freedom they're going to beat us yeah yeah <laughs> like having a uh, a like a supercar engine yep like a ford fiesta yeah. yeah. Well, like- well, it's interesting you say that because I think we're like a Ferrari. The problem is when it breaks, getting the parts to fix it is really difficult and takes forever. And meanwhile, people that are have the engines of a Honda are laughing while the Ferrari is. But once we get the way that works for our particular Ferrari... We are going to blow past them so fast. The problem is other people saying buy a Honda because it's more practical.
What is your profession? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh.